Hey there, Paper Pencil Dice fans. This is Tony the Game Master here. So before this week's episode starts, I just wanted to tell you, all of you how thankful we are for each and every one of you, especially on this, our 50th episode. We're a small podcast, but we do everything we can each and every week to bring you the most fun gaming podcast we can. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends to listen to it too. We want to keep growing, so we can not only bring you a fun gaming podcast, but we can also keep getting better week after week. Most importantly, I want to thank you, the listeners, every single one of you, for tuning in each week. So, without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome back! Paul Pacher, and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So last time, our heroes made it all the way to uh, Unum and Diem's laboratory, and uh, they were doing a bit of an experiment, and uh, things seem to not have gone quite according to plan, but we'll get back into that in just a moment. So first of all, let's do a quick round of introductions. Um, Tegan, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. My name's Chris. I play Tegan. I'm the other Chris, who is a gnome sorcerer who's got a lot of guys in his head, but now has a fancy, smancy sword and can't swallow things. He can only, like, chew them and enjoy them. <laughs> and then he has to spit them back up. Phrasing! Phrasing! <laughs> Seriously, are we not doing phrasing anymore? Wow. <laughs> what do you call it then? No, no, it's uh, you're you're technically correct on your, on what you're right. saying. You're just picking uh interesting phrasing, we'll say. I I think your minds are always there and I just no way I'm going to be able to <laughs> You're you're correct. If it weren't for the gutter, my mind would be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on to other people. Athir, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Sure. My name's Brian. I play the role of Athir, who's the fighter of the group. Um, I have no problem chewing or swallowing, so uh, apparently that means I don't get a new sword. So <laughs> He can't even walk and chew gum. Wow. <laughs> At the same time, it's a beautiful thing. That's kind of a miracle with this group. It, some days, you're not wrong. All right. Up next, uh, Tormir, do you want to go and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Brandon, and I play Tormir, the dwarf monk. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, a little bit distraught about all the things that have happened to this, you know, once great city. And I, I really am feeling a lot more violent than normal. Oh, this is good. All right. And up next, Jathal, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Absolutely. Hi, my name's Chris. I play Jathal Zahn, the uh, elf wizard. Um, Not Yanthal? Yanthal. I mean, Yanthal's a, you know, a, uh, what do you call it? An alias of mine. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm just here trying to keep keep an eye one on, keep an eye on uh, Isabella. Tegan. And, oh, and well, obviously it's about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But I'm a little bit more worried about Tegan at the moment, too. So I've always got one eye on him. 
I'm flattered. You shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> That's not something we are flattered about. All right. And up next, uh, Tabitha, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jess. Uh, I am playing the role of Tabitha and also uh, Francis and also Gregory, who is our beloved owl bear, who I sometimes forget about. Not intentionally. So beloved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not... Uh, he's unfortunately just small and... It'll get, I'll get better. I have a note. All right. So when we last left off, uh, Udim and Diem uh, were in the middle of doing an experiment on a new guardian for the city. Um, and things went a little awry, uh, partially due to distraction, possibly due to poor planning. We're not entirely sure at this point. Um, but it has gone awry, and it broke through the wall immediately above Tegan's head. Um, so, uh, at this point in time, um, as it probably shouldn't be a surprise to anyone here, we're going to have everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Really? Oh. Hmm. We're actually going into, we're going to battle this? What? Say what? Say what? Maybe it'll be a skills challenge. <laughs> yes, because you're so good at those. I mean, <laughs> didn't we talk about that last episode, how good you were at skills challenges? Yeah. yeah. Good in quotes. See, previous episode. Sweet. Ooh, I got a 31. All right, so... Whoop, 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 whoop. All right, let me get everybody all set up here. I think that's plus 10. Not on initiative. Yeah, initiative does not add. I'm awesome. All right, so let's start from the top here. So first of all, the uh, large construct uh, goes on 18. Lady Isabella goes on 13. Uh, Tormir, what did you roll? I rolled a 16. All right. And Jathal, what did you roll? I'm going it, you know, with Lady Isabella on a 13. Uh, right. Of course Ooh. you are. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Convenient. What's your yeah. uh, bonus there? That's what I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's definitely got a big bonus right now <laughs> kids ask your parents uh, my like bonus a... is a seven alright um, are you measuring or is this actual <laughs> alright and then up next is uh, Tabitha 31 31. Nicely done. That was a nat 20, my friend. And what's your bonus? Uh, my bonus is off the chart. <laughs> uh, um, we're, we're not charting anything here. So. 11. We don't need to compare our bonus sizes, okay? <laughs> All right. Athir, what is your bonus? <laughs> um, my bonus is 8, but I rolled an 11, so there you go. All right, and see, t- it's not the size of your bonus. It's how well yeah, you, how roll well you it. roll. It's the roll of the dice. <laughs> <clears throat> True. Tegan, what'd you get on your initiative? I got a twenty-five. That's the best I've ever done. I hope I get to do something with it. Sweet. <laughs> oh, actually, I forgot she has that. 
So, all right. First up, Tabitha. Woohoo! Actually, do we want to describe where everyone's located on the battlefield? Yeah, that's a good idea. So, all right. So there is, as described uh, last episode, the this place is a series of hallways over top of. You're not entirely sure if it's magma or just some sort of pulsating energy, but it's extremely hot. It's like a boiler room in here, and uh, everybody feels a little bit sweaty, or maybe a lot of bit sweaty, depending. Uh, even Francis is panting at the moment. Uh, what about uh, Gregory? Gregory honestly doesn't seem to be as bothered at the moment. He he likes snuggles, so. Aw, snuggles. <laughs> Uh, but the uh, everyone else is uh, let's see Tegan right now. So in the the bottom, the, the most southern part of the map right now, Tegan uh, has a fist directly above him from a large construct. Uh, the, everyone can't see the the whole construct at this point. You just see a large red fist coming out of the wall. Uh, to the north of him, uh, we have Toromir, Athir, and Francis in a line across. Uh, immediately behind them is. Tabitha, further back is Jathal, and slightly off to the left uh, of Tabitha is Lady Isabella. Uh, there are also a number of other constructs throughout the room that are look like they're made of stone charged with electricity, uh, but they do not appear to be moving at the current time. Uh, further south in the room and to the east, there are uh, these gnomes on levitating platforms, uh, I will highlight them for you guys, so you can see them better. Okay, can you see that one? Yep. That's one of them. And then the other one is... I lost him. Where did he go? I lost my gnomes. Oh, nose! Further southeast. They changed the layout a little bit in uh, Roll20 on the DM screen, which is actually it's more helpful in general. But, um, yeah, so those are the two gnomes. Right now, that's uh, Unum is the one... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, DM is the one closer to you guys. Unum is the one farther away. Uh, they're both at kind of control panels, uh, and they are... Oh, I thought he was a cow. Who, who's a cow? Uh, the one that's farther away. Oh, it looks no. like a cow on my screen. Odd. <laughs> wow. We're having ghost riding on the battle map. It says, run, Tegan, run. All right. Well, uh, now that that's out of the way, um, Tabitha, do you want to go ahead and go first? All right. So um, I am going to... So it is made out of metal or stone? I don't remember. The So the, the ones that are not active at the moment are made out of stone. This one appears to be made of metal and gears. Hmm. It seems to be some sort of an automaton. So I have uh, Francis move forward. Let's see. And his movement speed's 30? 25. If I remember correctly. He is at a movement speed of 25. Okay. I was close. Let me see how far that is. 
Okay, so he could move. So he's gonna move forward. So I have him um, attacking the ankles. Okay. Uh, obviously, since he is a small animal. Uh, so he is going to do... I'm going to give so him two... No. Yes, two attacks. Okay, so you're spending three... Or two, or... two actions, I apologize. Okay, so two actions in total. So use one action to move there. And then what's he going right. to use his other action on? He is going to use his other action as the... Um, probably claw. Okay. And that's going to be a 27 slashing. Or 26. All right. A 26 is a hit. And he did... Um, See, he did seven damage, but he... Oh, that's not a critical on the damage. It was... It is not a critical, no. Okay. So he did seven damage, which is a critical roll for him. Okay. And well, it's, then, it's maximum damage is what that is. Right. Uh, so then I am going to uh, target the, uh, the entity and do my... Mark him, basically. And then I'm going to fire. Okay. So consider him marked. He does have partial cover against you for a ranged attacks because he's not all the way out through the wall. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and aim for, like, some of the moving, like, the jointed pieces. Okay. Uh, and so then I get two attacks still, don't I? That's correct, because you, you can use your, uh, your strike to do your first and your second strike. Okay. So that would be a... Uh, 14. 14 does not hit. Apparently I cannot read right now. And then a 27. A 27 is a hit, even with cover. So. Woohoo! And then I do 7 damage to him. That's right. piercing. Sounds good. Alright, is that the end of your turn? I believe that's everything I can do. Alright, up next is Tegan. All right, so the strange writing on the wall has convinced me that I should run. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to the strange writing on the wall so I don't, like, die in the first round of another battle again. A ancient Dwarven Ruins. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so I'm going to move back here. I can move 25 feet. So I'm going to move back next to Mr. Dormir. And I'm going to touch his hands with magic weapon. Uh, it won't do anything. It becomes a plus one striking weapon? I don't does think that, not that help works you? on melee. Or does that, does that stack on top of my existing? No. If you already have plus one or you already have striking, it simply overlaps with it, which means it gains no additional bonus. Uh, out of game, Tegan, um, he already has plus one striking weapons. Oh. So by you granting him that, then it um, does nothing. Well, let's not do that then. I didn't know that. All right, let's do. Let's do bless. Okay. Did he sneeze? Yes. <laughs> so you run over there and you cast bless. Yeah. Okay. And so that's one. Bless is two actions. Movements one action. So my turn is done. 
Oh, in the area. All right, and that is oh. that. That is your current radius. But you can uh, for the for the uh, for the next ten rounds. So uh, I, I highlighted the radius, everyone. Right now, it's currently a five foot radius around you. Uh, okay. You can it grabs a plus one uh, status bonus to attack rolls to anyone who's within that radius. You can spend one action anytime you want to increase the amount of the radius by five feet per action. So you can cool. make your bless wider and wider as much as you want. Uh, but you're out of actions this turn because you moved and you cast. Okay, sweet. All right. Up next is the large construct who completes moving his way out of the wall, turns around, and takes a uh, let's see a single swing at uh, Francis. Actually, yeah, Francis. Yeah, he'll take uh, w- one swing at Francis. Two swings at Francis, actually. Oh, Francis. Uh, the first does a 30 hit Francis. Yes. All right. And the sec- I'd be surprised if he didn't. The second attack does a 20 <laughs> hit Francis. Yes. he's at His AC is at 17. Okay. So. Are you going to kill my, uh, my badger? Well, we, not, we will find out. Not to uh, kill the badger, but was the 30 a crit then? Uh, it would have had to have been, yeah. Yep, it would have been. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so the second attack did 13 damage, but the first attack, which is a critical hit, dealt 31 damage. So Francis, in total, takes dead. Uh, 44 damage. Uh, He's so, at 36 health points. Okay, so Francis loses consciousness. Ugh. He is currently dying one. Francis! How did he take him down? The So essentially, it bro- breaks through the wall, finishes its way out, and then it goes to move, and we're going to say, actually, it probably just, like, stepped... It, it, like, stepped on him and, like, crushed him, and then Francis flailed around, and it just, like, looks at him and just punches him once in the face, and then it's proceeding to move forward. And it says, <laughs> right. Intruders detected. Eliminating threat. My Francis. Up next is Tormir. You're so mean. I know. All right. Um, well, after witnessing that, uh... <laughs> that's so mean. I don't like you anymore, Tony. I'm going to move up to the right side of the monster as he's now facing us. Okay. And I'm going to activate Flurry of Blows. Okay. So, does my Bless still help him? No. Be- no. He's making the attack roll not within the radius of your bless. Oh, should I, I should have stayed where I was. Well, I'm not. I don't, th- don't worry. I don't Tegan's still failing at rolls without even rolling. <laughs> right? This is crazy. So I, I rolled a 20 and a 14. A 20 does not hit, and a 14 also does not hit. All right. I continue my standard of excellence on attack roll. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we do have a... a Consistent Tormir standard of excellence. With a plus 12 bonus, I have yet to roll consistently above a 10. All right. Uh, Up next goes Lady Isabella, who runs around the corner, uh, just in front of a theater, and says, 
what is that monster? Why does it hurt Francis? And she reaches down sort of like underneath her dress and pulls Ooh. out a dagger and chucks it at him. <laughs> Where was she storing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it a, like a thigh holster? It's, yeah, a thigh holster for a dagger. And actually, you guys see when Got she it. reaches down there, there's about six daggers down there, three wrapped around each each leg. Oh, like, I'm sorry, the... The only thing I could think of was on Emperor's New Groove, where uh, Yzma lifts up the side of her leg, and they're like, ooh, oh. <laughs> so. She got a 12 on the first attack, and that is her turn. Because she drew. So that's she, not great. She moved, drew a weapon, and threw it, and it's like, this dagger definitely flies through the air and just kind of harmlessly goes clang and just bounces off the metal exterior. And she, she looks back at you and goes, uh-oh. <laughs> Up next is Jathal. Uh, what is, uh, what does Bless give again? Uh, plus one to attacks. Okay. Uh, if, if that, that's the case, so I'm going to go ahead and move up to Tegan. Okay. Uh, so I'm in his aura. Uh, and then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to cast, uh, Acid Arrow. Okay. At the construct. Don't don't forget. I'm not sure if you remember or not. You, don't forget about your vest if you ever want to use that. Oh, uh, I still had one more action. I'm gonna cast shield. Oh, sure. Th that's right. That's right. I can. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm going to kind of you know conjure up this magical arrow and just let it fly. Okay. So this magical arrow of acidiness. Acid. Yeah. Um, so it's a 21. 22 from the Bless, I assume. Yes, 22, yep. And that is a hit. Excellent. Uh, 14 damage, and then 6 additional uh, persistent acid damage. Okay. Alright, so he... Man, I rolled an, a max damage on one die and then minimum on the two others. <laughs> so um, here is the other uh, thing to to consider on that. So you dealt 14 damage, you said? Yes. Uh, one thing that you realize very quickly is that acid is extremely effective against him for some reason. Uh, go ahead and roll an hmm. additional 4d6. I had an idea that that might be the case. Is it battery uh, acid? What what's a battery? How do you do that again? Slash R space four D six. Or you could do like me and just do D twenty and you get a twenty every time. It's awesome. Yeah, you just roll twenty and then it just says the number twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seventeen additional damage. Alright. Okay. And that's that. How many of those do I have? <laughs> Hopefully more. I have two uses. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. Alright. Up next is Athir. Alright. <sighs> I'm going to sigh a little bit. Alright. Draw my sword and shield. wonder what this gnome got us into. Alright. What? I didn't do anything. I Did you think... say you drew your shortness shield? 
Exactly. That's exactly what I said. Word for word. Get the shortness out. Can I use Tegan as a weapon? Improvised weapon? So, as, as hilarious as that is, there is actually a barbarian feat that allows you to do that in this game. That allows you it to makes... toss the dwarf. Or the nose. That's awesome. Yeah, it, Wait, would that mean you could always make sure you have that plus one bless bonus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, He's out all... of range. Toss him. <laughs> you throw me, you don't get the bless anymore. Uh, he rolled the attack roll while he was still within range, technically. So. <laughs> <laughs> yup. All right. With my sword and shield drawn, I suppose I should go uh, support... Poor Francis over here that's looking a little squashed. So I'll, I'll move down uh, right beside um, the the squashed badger. Um, and then uh, with my final action, I guess I'll just do an attack with this long sword and see if uh, I can do some damage. And let me see. Does a 28 hit? A 28 absolutely hits. Was that absolutely mean? Is it a critical? It is not a critical. Okay. Just, I just want to verify. Just no, no, case. it's a good question to ask. Uh, and that would be 12 slashing damage. All right. He takes 12 slashing damage. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh, that would be my turn. All right. Up next is Tabitha. All right, so, well, apparently I get all of my attacks. I don't have to share. Huh. Does she have to make a death saving throw? You do, so give me a flat d20 roll. A flat d20? Like, yep. do I have to step on it? I mean, Francis is already flat, so... Oh, uh, 14. All right, a 14 is a, is a success, and uh, Francis stabilizes. Good job. Good go, work. Francis, go. Go, Francis. Francis stops bleeding. Yay! <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take my first attack. Uh, 29. 29 is a hit. Uh, I only do five damage, boo. All right. And then I do my second attack, which is 29. That's a critical. It's a 39. Or 39. 39 is a critical hit. So that is 30 damage. Booyah. All right. Wow. So your first hit kind of like scratches the metal, but the second one goes and like sinks into the gears and gets kind of twisted up in them. And like one of the arms kind of goes limp. All right. So that's my first action. Uh, so then I take another uh, yep. shooting. You so do then I start over again at the first one nope. right nope your next one would be third and then your last one would also be your third okay i just want to make sure yep. that one's a 10 okay and a 15 both of which do not hit all right and then i think i'm done uh that would be all three of your actions yes boo all right up next is tegan all right so before i try this again so a is your weapon already striking and plus one no, my weapon is plus one, but it is not a striking weapon. Okay, cool. Let's let's do. It that. looks pretty nice, though. It's yes. striking. Oh boy! All right, so I'll move there. 
And I'll cast... Just out of curiosity, you may want to move one lower if you can, so that you get uh, uh, Tormir in your radius. I, w- I won't be there next turn. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I really don't want to get outside of you guys again. That was bad last time I did that. So let's do magic weapon. All right, so one minute, you get the striking bonus. Fabulous. Uh, and also, you're getting his less as well by being next to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, do I have to cast it again? Nope, nope. nope. It maintains for a whole minute. Oh, sweet. All right. Anything else, Tegan? Nope, that's it. All right. Up next goes him. Uh, and you hear a voice coming from within this construct that says, Critical damage detected. Engaging secondary overrides. And... Uh-oh. The other arm kind of, like, rotates, flips in, and, like, pulls into his body. So, like, yeah, there's one limp arm that Tabitha took down. But the other arm literally is kind of, like, been pulled back in and is reforming somehow inside of himself. <laughs> and then the front chest plate opens up and says, Engaging crowd control methods. And a uh-huh. giant cone of electricity comes out of the front of him. Uh, it is oh. a 30-foot cone. What? This always happens, stupid dragons. It's not so, a dragon. It hits everyone but Tabitha, who is 35 Aha, feet away. And Tormir. Uh, it, it does not hit Tormir either, because Tormir's to the side of him. Like this is why man. we don't stick in the line. It, it, it's the conga line of attacks. So, uh, he is going to. Oh, everyone has to make a reflex saving throw. Uh, that, unless you are Tabitha or Tormir. Nice roll, Ithier. It's a beautimist roll, let me tell you. Apparently, Jathal and uh, Tegan are rolling together. We're twinning we are. Up. We're doing dancing, dancing. Okay, dancing. so it was just three of you guys? Oh, and we also need to roll for uh, Isabella, too. Uh, does. Um, Francis yeah. have to uh, no I'm not going to make Francis have to make roll there Okay. so Isabella gets a critical success and, at a 32 and uh, takes no damage from this as she kind of deftly hand fl- like, like flips over plants one hand on the ground and sort of like dodges between like arcs of electricity Good. We didn't want this to affect the timeline. Tegan, what did you roll? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I rolled a 22. Okay, <laughs> 22 is a success, which means you will take half damage. Oh. Jathal, what did you roll? I also rolled a 22. Okay, same thing. You will also take half damage. And Athir, what did you roll? I got a natural one. So, um, yeah, it w- would be really a bad <laughs> so, that, would okay. that make it a one? That would, yeah, it would be minus ten off the roll. Yeah, so it'd be one. So your overall result is a one, which means you actually take double damage. Fabulous. <laughs> your All prize right. is double damage. So uh That's a lot of dice. Total damage is twenty three, which means that those who took half damage take eleven. Those who take double damage, however, take forty six. <laughs> 
Can you quit critting everyone up front? <laughs> oh, man. I didn't crit. <laughs> Actually, there's only two sixes and a one and a two in there. It's pretty close to average for that. Yeah, pretty close. Close. Because average on that would have been 25. So, actually, it was two below average. Fun with math. All right. So, after that, that is, uh, he then reassembles and his his arm comes back out. But now, instead of a fist at the end, it's got these uh, two, like, it's got a chain. And there's two spike balls swinging around from that chain on the one arm. And the spike balls are oh, charged. Amazing. Spike balls are charged with electricity now. What's that? Uh, that would be a arm with spike balls charged with electricity. With lightning. With well, lightning. What, what's electricity? Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's you know what lightning that, is. That's stuff that comes out of the sky during a storm. Oh, fine. Oh. Kids, ask your parents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tormir, uh, it is your turn. All right, I will uh, take a move action and go to uh, the back corner yep. of the... the... The the guy in the back there, the, the other construct there, it has not yet been activated, so he does not count as occupying the space if you want to move the rooms through his space. He's just terrain uh, at this stage. Okay, well, we'll move directly behind him then. Okay. All right, and then I will activate Flurry of Blows... And then, uh, will I be able to get flanking on him? That will count as flanking, yes. Okay. Alright, so the first attack. And so I got a 20 and an 18. And with flanking, the 20 hits. Alright, that will be 18 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And actually, hold on. That's a pretty good roll. Um, I'm going to use... My galvanic emission glove okay. and convert it to electricity. Okay. Ooh, fancy. Um, by converting it to electricity, it it kind of shocks and like some of the parts, it looks like the it um it overcharges a certain section and the arm that Tabitha had disabled, kind of the gears grind and it picks back up and snaps that uh, arrow and that right arm is now back to functional again. That's just not fair. Oh, yeah. we we're supposed to do wondering. acid. Yeah, we we're supposed to do acid. That's right. I miscalculated. <laughs> yeah, Tor- Tormir, you should do acid, apparently. <laughs> oh, man, so much acid. This would be much more enjoyable for me right now. <laughs> I finally hit and I heal it. Um, uh, for my last action, I guess I'm just going to cast shield because I'm not likely to hit it. Alright. And that is the end of my turn. Sounds good. Alright, so Lady Isabella is going to move up and draw her uh, uh, another of the daggers. And she's going to move up and try to stab it. Oh gosh. Am I going to have to rush in and save her? If he wasn't already sweating, he's Jethal is now really sweating. And she successfully <laughs> hits. <laughs> And let's see here. My future wife! I mean, I don't know if I'm sold on that, but... 
so I can meet my future daughter. All right, she does nine damage to it with a roll, attack roll of 21. All right, and that is her turn, because move, draw weapon, and attack. Uh, up next is Jathal. Yep, and my bonus went away. <laughs> Moved away from me. <laughs> um, it happens to a lot of guys. <laughs> God. Uh, Kids, ask your I parents. Guess that. Seeing that Acid Arrow did so well last time, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, conjure up a nice arrow, acidic arrow with my hand again and fire it off at him. All right. Uh, that's a 40 to hit. That would be a critical hit. Snakeys. Uh, that oh, is shnikes. 46 damage. Oh, did the construct take... The persistent damage from last turn? Uh, the, yeah, it, also the persistent. The construct is actually immune to all persistent damage. Okay. Fair enough. 46 damage. That is a lot of damage. That is... Uh, yep. Um, and actually, that, that arm that had previously been disabled and then repaired uh, is actually just straight up melted off, and the uh, shoulder just disconnects entirely, and it falls to the floor. Do I also still get the 4d6... Uh, oh, that's true. You actually get 46, but you get it doubled this time. So 8d6. 26 more damage. All right. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out well. <laughs> 72 damage. Wow. I think that might be a new record on the show. 72 damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. Uh, I have to say, I mean, that's one of my highest damaging spells, so it just worked out well. But he's also, you know, weak to it. Weak to it. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think that's just going to be in my end of my turn. I don't have any other things to do. So okay, uh, sounds good. And then after that, goes Tabitha. Um, I am going to surprise, surprise, shoot it. Gas. I know. Shock. Twenty-seven. That is a no. Hit. Don't shock. That heals it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Don't do uh, that. Eight damage. Okay. Oh man, I wish I would have gotten critical. I've got such an amazing roll on that. Uh, that would be 10 on the second one. I see that's a minus 10 because of the natural one, so zero. I end up shooting myself, apparently. Uh, 11. Uh, not a hit. And a 26! The crowd goes wild. Which that's is... That's a critical, critical, so it's 36. 36 is a critical hit. Uh, and I rolled poopy on my damage. Uh, 16. Mm, 16 is still pretty good, so... Especially no, the- but it should be way better. It should be at least 24. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, before, Tabitha should have gone Athir. So go ahead and go Athir. Skipping Athir, man. I know. I mean, I just took like a ton of electrical damage to the face, so I'm not surprised you just skipped me, because I probably look a little... <laughs> Standing there twitching for a while. <laughs> a little bit singed. <clears throat> so, um, merely a flesh wound, so... 
He's uh, a little bit in shock right now. Uh, I will uh, swing for the fences, I suppose, since uh, if he hits me, I'm going to hit him back. So let's just see if a 22 hits. A 22 does hit. All right. That's a 9 23, slash. actually. 23. A 23 also that, hits. That, that obviously made it a critical. By, um, by, by the way, I don't think you added striking on your weapon there. Uh, not not yet. I have to add that on top of it. So. so roll another D8. Now, I have a plus two striking on my short bow. That's already factored in on your bow. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. Okay, so three more damage there. Yep. Uh, and uh, I might as well swing again. Okay. Since uh, what else am I going to do? Um, and I got a 21 this time. A 21 is also a hit. Alright, and then uh, that would be a uh, 16 damage. Alright, so with that strike, you thrust your sword into him, and uh, it completely, like, overloads and connects the, uh, just, just connects the different, like, areas of the electricity and just kind of short circuits itself and the entire thing goes critical failure and like leans over almost looks like it's about to fall on a theater and just kind of stops just before it tips over a theater not indeed <laughs> um at which point then uh unum and diem who haven't realized the comments over goes okay i'm putting in a uh anti-electricity barrier and like all of a sudden this whole thing goes and like cuts off all the electricity from the area if only he did that earlier mm-hmm. if only and they're like all right are you guys okay no i oh. run over to francis i mean i've been better <clears throat> Tegan. What happened? Well, so, um. Well. Uh, and then Unum in the back goes, You idiot, we shouldn't have just tried to repurpose one of those things. Well, I mean, the last three worked fine. You knew this was a possibility? I mean. You 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 killed my my badger. I mean, would would you like us to fix him? Mecha badger. <laughs> Mecha badger. How would you fix a badger? <laughs> we can improve him. We can make him better than he was before. Would it be like the six thousand gold man or something? Maybe. I mean, do you have six thousand gold? <laughs> no. Oh, we'll do what we can then. <laughs> Money bags probably does. No. <laughs> don't look at me. I don't have that kind of gold. Um, but they, uh, the, uh, Unum comes over, well, uh, his platform kind of levitates over. You know, it's, it's run on pulleys through the ceiling and pulls him over and he goes, so these constructs, and he like points at all the other ones that are idle at the current time as well. All the different constructs that are around here are all based on or direct replications of the designs that we found in the Titan Labs. The Titan Labs? Oh, I'm sorry. You, yes, you just, you, you're, you're new here. Uh, Lady Isabella goes, the Titan Labs are, was the first of uh, Promothor's labs that they discovered. And they discovered all of the different constructs that 
Promothard made, and they've been re-engineering or repurposing them to uh, service protectors in the city. Uh, Tom is one of them. Uh, Tom is a uh, is a organic automaton. So he is organic. Uh, and uh, Unum goes well. Yes, uh, he is for all intents and purposes an actual gnome. He eats, he breathes, he functions, but he is uh, programmable. Oh, if only our gnome was programmable. How does one go about doing this? Well, uh, if you want, I we can if if we can get through, um, I can show you the. Titan Labs, and we can show you kind of where we use the interface that Promothor had made. Interesting. Can we fix the badger? I, I walk over to Jethal, and I just whisper, I, I wonder if that's where the stone is. It's a good, 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 good question. It, it sounds old. It does. Um... I, I, I kind of speak up and say, uh, what uh, I would be very interested in this, seeing this. Uh, uh, what, what did you call it again? This lab. Well, so there's there's several labs. There's uh, it, from what we've seen in our documentation, there are nine different labs in the. Uh, from what we've found, but. Uh, the, the, the various labs, uh, so we have, you know, there, there's the, the Titan lab, there's the Juggernaut lab, the Dragon lab, Tempest lab, uh, Rock labs, the Darken labs, uh, and I honestly forget the rest. I think there, and uh, DM goes, well, there was the Eclipse labs too, but we've only just so far discovered the Titan labs. Uh, we are currently on a lead right now where there are um, where we believe we know where both the tight or where the Tempest and Juggernaut labs are at this stage. So actually, I believe those two are connected from what we found, and so we knew if we found one, we'd find the other. And we finally figured out where the Tempest lab is. Um, Tegan, by the way, do, um, it looked like you were rolling some healing spells. Uh, who who are you healing? Uh, Aether for twenty seven, and the Badger for twenty five. The badger has a name. Francis for twenty-five. He has a name <laughs> and a family. I like. I'd like Francis for twenty-five, please. <laughs> His name was Scruffles. His name was Scruffles. Um, so the. Oh boy. Yeah, I know that that that's a deep reference there. Although we do know one of our listeners actually would get that inside joke. So, <laughs> um, no, the uh. Here's for you, Renee. And Brett. So of the, the of those, um, so I guess for Francis actually, because Athir was still above zero. Francis starts at zero and goes up to positive twenty-five. Uh, he is currently has the status of wounded one for the remainder of the day. Okay. So that would just be that he uh, is less like he does. Uh, he has. Does that affect his rolls? Does not affect his rolls at all. No. If he were to go back unconscious the second time, he would then go to dying two because he was already wounded one. Right. Okay. Uh, I just wanted and, to make sure I knew what. And the dying was. four is death. 
He's dead, 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 dead. Dead permadeath. Permadeath, yes. Dying for what? Boo. Dying. Ha. I don't know. Blueberry pastries. Die for blueberry pastries. There you go. So, anyway, so uh, going back to the previous discussion, so we know where Titan Labs are. We actually have uh, built ourselves a tram system that gets to Titan Labs, uh, but the the Tempest and Juggernaut Labs are the ones we currently have a lead on. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad to find other people so interested in Promothor's work. Um, I mean, he was quite the influential dwarf, uh, even though it's been a couple of centuries. Hey, Tormir, do you know who he's talking about? Yeah. Do, do, do I know who he's talking about? Um, <laughs> go ahead and give me a uh, either your choice of a wisdom or an intelligence roll. What about a dwarven lore check? That would be even better. If you have dwarven lore, that's spot on. Oh. <laughs> I am. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to use a hero point and okay. re-roll my result of eleven. Six, <laughs> no, that's, that's sixteen. That's that's a, actually pretty good. That's it's actually better. That's, no, that's, that's a good roll, and that gives you enough. So, uh, Promothor uh, was a dwarf about uh, just shy of two centuries ago. Uh, formerly of the uh, Kirdor or the nation, or I guess tribe or whatever you want to call them, of Kirdoral. He was the royal artificer, uh, and he had experimentation that was uh, larger than life. It's legendary to the point where there were other dwarven tribes that thought that he might actually be able to get Kirdoral to stand up and walk into battle in and of itself. The the mountain Dwarven clans. Dwarven clans, thank you. Uh, However, uh, he... Some people say that he went too far on some of his, uh, his experimentation. Uh, they, they found eventually that there were dwarves that w- had been uh, kidnapped and converted into mecha- you know, mechanical devices. Um, and that he, they felt that he was a threat to the entire clan as a whole. So King Orm Mason uh, had exiled him from Kir Doral. Uh, but when the soldiers went to remove him, this sounds familiar. When the uh, when the soldiers went down to uh, to remove him, uh, he collapsed uh, the tunnels uh, and the, the the roofs above most of his labs or all of his labs. Uh, the soldiers went to all the different labs at the same time to make sure that they got him. Um, and so Promothor has never been seen since. Um, it's assumed that he died in whichever lab he was hiding out in. Okay. Or did he? Bum bum bum. Who knows? <clears throat> yeah, I mean we're 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 very interested. Uh, we'd be interested to see these, you know, the Titan Labs. Uh, we're we're, you know, what what kind of is there is there a bunch of colors in this lab? Is there? Um, what do you mean by colors? I don't know. Just. I like colors, like uh, specifically green. Uh, is uh, there any good green colors in this lab? Unum goes. Are you looking for crayons? I, I'm sure we could ha- find some for you. What What are crayons? Oh, they're they're wax sticks that you can use to write on paper. Oh, interesting. Uh, no, just I just like the color green. I was just curious if this if this lab was green at all in any way. 
the, we've been, the only lab we've been to so far is Titan Labs. That lab is not green. Um, I do, huh. and then Unum uh, at that point pipes in and says, "Well, uh, hold on," and like the little platform levit- or, you know, moves across on the pulley system across the across, and he grabs this big stone bound book, brings it back over, and. Unum is having a really hard time holding it because it's just it, it's a heavy book with literally it's it's binding is made from stone itself, and flips it and goes through and uh, gives the descriptions of the different labs and goes okay so here's Titan Labs, uh, Titan Labs here says it was uh, built to specifically to manufacture an army, uh, to be able to either invade or defend the the, the halls of Kirdoral. Flip, slip, slips. Here's Tempest Labs. Tempest Labs is the, uh, uh, let's see here, the home of uh, Promothor's uh, airship called Storm Chaser. <gasps> um, so we still haven't been there yet, but that would be, that's one of the, the devices that, that Promothor had made. I believe, unless I'm mistaken, that's the only... Uh, airship that I've ever heard of. We still haven't reinvented that technology ourselves. Um, and then lastly, he flips a few more pages and goes, here's Juggernaut Labs. And Juggernaut Labs actually is known for its sickly green light uh, that is powered by a stone from the stars. Oh, really? And Juggernaut Labs is where the the power source that powers the rem- remainder of the labs is uh, is stored there. It's essentially the that generator. Would... That sounds very interesting. Uh, you say that the Juggernaut Labs is somehow connected to the Tempest Labs? Yes. And you have a lead on the Tempest Labs, correct? Co- correct. So down in the hollows, um, in the far area of Dust Town, um, there is uh, a, a an entrance. Uh, both... Uh, DM and I would be uh, are familiar with how to open these. Um, the 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 trick is we need to get there. Uh, unfortunately, Dust Town is uh, currently the stronghold of the Troll Hammers, which is one of the gangs that lives in the Hollows. Uh, they're one of the more powerful ones. So hmm. we would need to somehow get past and or through them. I'm pretty sure even if they've discovered the entrance to the lab, that they would never be able to open it. But um, if you can get uh, the two of us there. We should be able to open the entrance and get you into the lab. Uh, what we run into inside the lab, however, is anyone's guess. Absolutely. That's, I mean, sounds like a fun adventure to me. So, I mean, this is this is excellent news. I mean, looking at how well you dispatch one of Promothor's constructs as is, uh, I think that you would be of, of immense help in getting us there. Excellent. So when should when should we leave? When can you leave? How about now? Uh, should we rest up a little? Maybe? We may need the day and maybe leave in the morning if that works. I, I think we should get going now. We don't we we don't want you know anyone to possibly discover the lab. You know. Yeah, but uh, it would be best if our uh, healer actually had his spells back. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's, he's using a spell that doesn't use up any spell slots. Healing? Yeah, healing uses healing and uh, bless and. 
Oh, I thought that one the heals the spells. strike one. It's his signature, signature spell. A signature spell allows him to uh, move it up to any uh, higher caster level without uh, having to expend or having to memorize it multiple times. Uh, it doesn't uh, preclude him from having to memor or from using spell slots to cast it though. Oh, I thought it was um, you could uh, refocus and Th get that's, all your. That's focus spells, which is different from oh, signature okay. spells. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's different. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for no moving problem. quickly, but it sounds like it sounds like they are pretty confident that, you know, even if they have found it, this troll gang, uh, the troll hammers that troll hammers. Yes. Are they trolls? No, no. That's simply their name. It doesn't sound like they would be able to get into it anyway. So I think I think we're OK if we we take today um kind of get our head straight maybe um if you can show us if you have like a map or if you have any ideas how we should proceed um uh so we i mean we, we we've mapped out much of dust town and he kind of like rolls out this you know kind of goes over grabs this scroll off of a huge rack of just different scrolls we, we've mapped out most of dust town um because we were attempting to figure out where there were we sent scouts in uh, we have at least the general locations where the troll hammers uh, exist in. Um, beyond them, there is another rival gang down there called the Burning Wheels, but I don't think they're necessarily going to cause us any major problem. Um, you say rival gang? Yes, they, but I don't think they're necessarily going to conflict with our efforts of getting past the troll hammers anyway so the 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 wheels are turning so i'm just trying to understand mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i saw what you did there <laughs> <laughs> so uh if you have right. if you have a plan we are you know we've been trying to I... get there for a couple months now it's just i mean we we're we're limited in our resources. Um, I mean, we only have so many of these constructs from the uh, from from the Titan Labs that survived. So well, I think that they, if we could bring them with, that would be a huge help for sure. Um, uh, you know, maybe there's a is I don't know if if they're if you don't want them to be destroyed or if they're expendable. Well, I think this one here. Uh, this is one of the, the, the Alpha Titans. He points at the red one you guys just destroyed. I think we can probably repair him and maybe send him in as you know more of a, a shock troop. We just have to work out the bugs that made him attack everything. I mean... Bugs? He's invested? I'm all for that if we can get that to not attack us as well. I didn't see any insects. Oh, I, I apologize. Bugs, uh, meaning... Uh, Malfunctions, uh, things that went wrong in its head. You have interesting terminology. Can we also get Tegan looked at? I feel like he has some uh, malfunctions in his head. Oh, it! I was unaware that one of the organic uh, gnomes had escaped. I think those actually might be insects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything mechanical about him. Hey, you know, um, I uh, I got a cool sword. We can figure out what's going on with my sword. Okay. And I hold up my sword and just kind of flash it around a little bit and put it back away again. Uh, Unum looks at it and goes, it looks like that's magic. I don't understand magic, but 
That guy in the robes looked like he probably does, and he points at, at Jathal. It, it, it is magic. Uh, it's, it's not good magic either. Well, let's. Well, while we're resting, you can look at my sword and figure out what's wrong with it, or know what's good with it, or why it works better. Um, Unum writes down, uh, mm. like, bad magic. I didn't know there was good and bad magic. Interesting. I'll have to study that further. It's Jathal. You need to look at his sword while he flashes it. <laughs> no, thank you. Wow. I, uh, still standing over there next to Jathal, I, uh, kind of proclaim loudly, You know, that was pretty impressive, Jathal. You're such a powerful wizard. You almost took that down in one, one blow. I mean, you saw the Isabella, right? That was amazing. That was amazing. He is quite the impressive wizard. And she, like, kind of blushes again. She goes, how, uh, I mean, I, I've never learned magic, much magic myself, but if, if you have some time to teach me, I'd be happy to learn from you. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, he's got a lot of magic he could show you. This is like a junior high dance. This is This hurts. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be passing notes around next. I mean, right? I, I Do would, you like me? Circle yes or no. I would love <laughs> to show you some magic. You know, <laughs> I bet he would. Maybe we can, uh, you know, after we discuss our plans here, we can. Mm-hmm. I can uh, show you some magic. <laughs> oh <Atta> boy! <laughs> I I would oh, be delighted. Hint. <laughs> It's, I mean, and she, she kind of takes you off to the side and goes, so I, I, I have a few confessions to make. I'm, (laughs) so while I am a member of the, the Royal family, I often, uh, operate at odds with them. This is one of the reasons I've been working with Unum and DM and Demetrius and everyone else trying to figure out, because I feel there's so much more potential that that these this mountain holds and that there is and the world holds. So I, I I've always felt that there's something greater than simply collecting wealth and you know simply amassing followers. It's why I've always why I, you know talked to and unfortunately became an enemy of the the Cogsworth Union or the Cogsworth Union and uh, you know. I just I feel like there's so much more out there and so much more potential and I I want you to know that while I am a noble that's that's not all there is so oh but that's I mean very insightful you you seem like you're a fellow person who just wants to make the world a better place and I mean part of your world (laughs) 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 sorry it's just it's it's refreshing to see that in, in the world. Oh, well. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Look at And she just like smiles and like kinda like blushes again and then b- quickly backs away. Can you feel the love tonight? I'm like and then I'm like all, you know, awkwardly like, uh, yeah, yeah. Can we uh, let's let's figure out some <laughs> some plans. 
All right, and what plans Jathal is thinking of, we'll find out next time <laughs> on Paper, Pencil, Dice. Bow, chicken, honk, honk. <laughs> so thank you, uh, wow. listeners, again for tuning into this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Uh, feel free, again, to reach out to us. Uh, any questions you might have, uh, we, you can reach us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, look forward to later uh, here in December... Uh, we are going to be uh, bringing back our holiday episodes. So as a reminder, they are uh, a one-shot uh, over a few handful of episodes, uh, and we will do release twice the number of episodes those weeks. So look forward to, to, to those uh, coming up. Uh, otherwise, uh, we will see you next time. And in the meantime, keep gaming, friends. It's a present. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper, Pencil, Dice.